everybody. Welcome to Read This, Read That. I'm Jackie Reed. I'm Joy Ann Reed. Cousin, you are chowing down. What are you mm. eating? So I'm eating a high-quality snack. Mm-hmm. It's non-name ah. brand. So I asked one of the wonderful... Um, producers. You know, heroic producers that are here <laughs> at the studio here. Because I came in, you know, we do our wine down, mm-hmm. which means we're going to drink alcohol. Right. And I'm on an empty stomach. I haven't eaten today. Right. Just, you know, traveling. I just flew in from Maryland. I've been busy. Haven't had a chance to eat really I've much. Three Actually, I did have a salad today. earlier, but that doesn't count because that's lettuce. Yeah. So anyway, um, I was hungry and I figured I should have something in my stomach before we drink the wine. So I, you know, asked one of the wonderful producers to take a couple dollars to the machine mm-hmm. and pick up some snacks. Well, you know, he came back with some non, non, non-name brand snacks. Mm-hmm. Wise Dipsy Doodles. Ooh, never heard of those. I haven't tasted those yet. I haven't heard of those. I haven't so. had Wise in a while. I haven't had Wise in a while. Wise makes some quality chips. That's a bodega special. This one is a true bodega special. This is something that you only get. You know how, if you ever been in the bodegas where they have like a rapper's face on the cover? Have you seen any of the chips that have like no. a rapper's face on? Yeah. What's it called? Rap snacks. Rap snacks. They're called rap snacks. So I, it's not as... It's not Are as, they it's, associated with rappers? It's got a rapper's face on the cover. Are they making money off of snacks? That's what I was wondering is if they get any residuals off them snacks. Because inside is just some chips and some snacks. Oh, we got On the cover is some wrappers, wrap snacks. But this is not really at wrap snacks. So it's not quite as bodega as wrap snacks. Okay. It's par- it's just called party mix. <laughs> it's as generic as it gets. And what is in there? So inside of it is cheese doodles. Mm-hmm. They're quite tasty. Mm-hmm. Pretzels. Mm-hmm. A type of corn chip. Okay. A corn chip. <laughs> Lots of sodium. <laughs> sodium. Probably a lot of cholesterol, probably a lot of sodium and a lot of yeah, uh, preservatives. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, here's the question that I Crunchy. have for you. This is a how black are you question. Yeah. When you get to the bottom of a of a snack bag like this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. wet your fingers and so it mold, <laughs> and put your fingers Soak in there the so, and like uh, like this where you, put, you you gather your fingers up to a tip, all of them, and put them in your mouth. So mm-hmm. the wetness gets mm-hmm. so on the outside, inside, mm-hmm. or do you crunch it all up and turn the bag upside down? What do you do at the bottom of the bag? Hmm. Or do you just leave things in there and throw it away? No, I don't tend to turn up the bag because I don't want to pour dust all over my face, <laughs> which I have done. <laughs> so I tend to be a reacher in her. Reacher in her. Because you know, because your, you your fingers are getting are moist, wet. Your You're picking up. Mm, we don't need food. to, nobody le- needs to leave food on the table. Because you know I'm what? not rich. I'm not rich. We can't afford to just throw no. food away. People if are starving. If there's Cheeto dust in the bottom of the eat bag, it. damn it, eat it. Eat it. This is all I'm saying. I'm doing it right now. Do that. It's tasty, <laughs> but I think it's going to help with the um, the wind down portion. Yes. Because we don't want to be too tipsy. Too tipsy. Even though this week, girl. Who are we drinking? I don't know. I can't. You know, it's one of these fancy bottles. Ravenwood. Big River Zinfandel. Mm. Mm. I'm usually not a Zinfandel person. So let, I'm me- not either. So let's see, because we're going to give her true... We're going to be honest. ...review of this Ravenswood. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll see. Okay, we'll see. Clink, clink. Clink, clink, clink. Cheers. So it's tell good me how, to see you. It's good to see you, too. It's, I feel like it's been a while. It has been and a while. And Chris Witherspoon, thank you so much for filling in for I me. I know. Week before last. We took a week off for... We love him. Um, What did we... Fourth what, of July. Fourth of July. Yeah. Juneteenth plus. Yes. Um, Juneteenth plus. <laughs> <laughs> Love the Juneteenth. I love that. I was so excited about Juneteenth, but I was in my feelings about this July 4th with everything that's going on in the world and in the country specifically. And, you know, I was texting with friends July 4th who, it was one person I texted, happy July 4th, and they immediately texted me back, I'm not celebrating. Yeah. A lot of people. A lot of people are in their feelings yeah. because it's it's a weird thing where, you know, this sort of nationalism that Trump has created has sort of, 
he's co-opted it for himself as yes. if the national anthem is about him, about, you know, he's tried to make patriotism itself, the flag, everything about him, yes. which really makes it difficult for communities that are vulnerable to what he's doing. Well, about him and everything that he represents. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so just to be to be a black person and just say, put out that um, meme on your social media. Happy July 4th. I feel like I can't do I could not. I didn't do it. I just didn't say anything. Yeah. Um, and there's also this thing that's happening. We're going to talk about later on in the podcast where just being while black or brown is yeah. becoming problematic. I mean, and we're not just talking, you know, in the deep south. We're no. seeing incidents in Chicago. Everywhere. In the Hamptons. New York City. Sonny Hostin was in. I know. I mean, Sag Harbor. Yeah. And you're seeing these incidents of people really lashing out. And it's it's tough. It all relates back to Trump. But we'll get to that. We're going to wind it down a little bit. We're going to unwind a little bit and just talk about what's been going on with the two of us. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. let me start with you, uh, my sister. Tell me what's been going on. Well, I saw something and I said something. Oh, I did. You, you, know? you, you became... Permit Patty? Did no. You, you didn't permit Patty not, anyone. Listen now, listen. Okay. I will say this. With Permit Patty and her gang of people out there calling the police on black people, they have absolutely no reason to right. do this. I had a reason to call the cops. Okay. And really, I, you know, I really went and told, I was in the subway system, okay. right? And so I went and told the, the train operator, this situation is going on. He called the cops, but I... I was all down for that. I was yeah. ready for him to you call You saw something said something. I saw something said something. Let me tell you what I saw. So I get on my subway car in New York City. All kinds of things are happening in the subways, right? People are dancing, asking for money. It's always a show going yes. on. This particular gentleman, and he was asleep, like knocked okay. out sleep. So as I got on the train, the only empty seat was next to him. Mm-hmm. So me, I'm, you know, going about my business, texting, doing all that kind of... I get on the train and I start to sit down next to him. Yeah. And I realize that he has an axe in his lap. An axe? The A-X-E? blade of an axe. Not the not the handle of an axe, but the, the blade of it. In his lap. Like full-on axe. In his lap. <laughs> Let me say it again. He had an axe in his lap. And I, I looked... And I started to sit down, and when I, I, you know how you sit and you look next to the person next to you, and I saw that, and I stood up, and I walked towards the end of the train. And I just didn't know what to do because there were so many people sitting mm-hmm. around him, and everybody's looking at me like, we know, you know, <laughs> I know. But why didn't they say it Nobody said nothing. Because nobody said, hey, lady, nothing. that man has an act in his lap. Because nobody wanted to wake him up. Oh. He was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> He was sleeping, sleeping with an axe in his lap. So I'm like, it's one of those moments where like, well, all these, should I get off this subway car? Should I get on another car? Should I just take another train altogether? Couldn't so the I, people have gotten together and knocked the axe out of his lap? Listen, let he me was tell asleep. you, the doors closed. So I was in the, in the car with, with the axe man, with the axe man who was fast asleep. And he was a man of color, but I don't know what his nationality sure. was. Anyway, um, so we're, tr- we're moving along, and you see other people get on the train, right? And they look in his lap. A black man got on, and he sat down and then looked at the man. And you saw know, the axe. And saw it and jumped up and, you know, moved to the other side of the train. And pe- everybody's looking silently like. And no one's saying know. anything. No one's saying anything. So we go, like, maybe about three stops, right? With the axe man. With the sleep. axe man. And I'm working out all these scenarios of what I'm going to do if he wakes up. Right. I'm feeling like people have backpacks. 
get, get him with the backpack. Like, I'm going to rally. You have, you're the, devising I'm gonna, scenarios. I'm going to take charge of this situation. I'm thinking, what do we do, right? Get him. Put your backpack up because he just has the blade. Right. So he can't swing it. Right. With the handle. Yeah. So, okay, so we go three stops. This is my stop. So I get off. Well, I get off. And then I go and take a little snapshot of them. Mm-hmm. And then I run to, you know how it's so hard to find the windows of it where is. these people are going to be, the train yes. operators, because they're, you know, living their own lives. So I'm running. I see somebody. And they're I, living their own lives. They're living their lives. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, listen, there's a man on the train with an axe, hand, like an axe blade in his lap. He said, what? <laughs> <laughs> Which is the appropriate, Which is thing, appropriate to say. thing to say. I said, I'm not kidding you. Here's his picture. I said, it's three cars down. And I told him the number. But I was like, I'm not sure of the number. I said, but he has an axe blade in his lap. You can't miss him. And I was like, he's sleeping. He's here. And he was like, where's he sitting? I was like, he's sitting here. I told him everything. You know, he's like, uh, we're going to have to stop the train, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, and then he calls the police. And he said, let me know the train number. And I ran back down there. And I looked. And I looked to see if the guy was still there. And the axe was there. And it was. And I ran back. <laughs> <laughs> and then I told Detective him. Detective Jackie Reed on the girl, case. And then I had to catch another subway train. Right. So I got on my train. And I left them to deal with that. To but deal the with police it. were coming down the stairs when I was leaving. But they didn't want to question you about the X-Man? I don't think okay, so. Okay, a couple things amazing about this story. Number what? one, you got on the train and there were already people on the train? That said So nothing. they saw there was a man with an axe and they didn't do anything or say anything? Let me tell you something I left out. So the brother that sat down and popped up, so he's standing. and Everybody's standing. They got their eyes on him. There was a woman that got on. She had a lot of bags. She looks like she was maybe in her 50s. She was with a girlfriend of hers. She was older, middle-aged, white woman. Sat right next to him. She was had little hips going on. Sat down. Never looked at him. She had her back... Like, you know how you sit, and yeah. so he's here. So she sits, and she's talking to her girlfriend. Never look. But she rode, rode from that stop to the stop I got off sitting right next to him. And didn't... I wasn't going to say nothing, because I was all, all the way... I, I did enough. I let the authorities <laughs> you did know. your part. I wasn't going to say anything to wake him up. And I took a picture of him. See, now... I feel like there's an object lesson in this story. First of all, you have the craziest things happen to you and the craziest <laughs> stories of any human being I've ever met. I don't know how these all these. Maybe you're in the either. Truman Show and your life is actually being it filmed. Has it's a movie. To be. It your has life must to be a movie. Be. Who can? How do Who you does? get on the train? I don't know. He didn't have a bag or anything, and, and he was very thin, so he didn't have it in his pocket. But no one. So here, here is my question. <laughs> A child is selling candy outside a store or or at least confronting the child. Right. Or when the child is selling water, threatening to call the police, calling the police on someone moving into their apartment, moving into an Airbnb, barbecuing, canvassing a neighborhood, her neighborhood that she's the actual representative for as the as a politician. Like people are people are calling the police for things that are so frivolous that you could easily just walk up to the person who, by the way, in these cases does not have an axe. Right. You could just go up to the child or to the barbecue and say, hey, right. right? But instead of doing that, no one calls the. I mean, the people are calling the police in these situations right. really sort of aggressively. Yes. But in a situation, maybe it's a New York thing, where everyone else is on the train. They see the man with the axe. Right None there. of them thought, you know what? Maybe I saw something and will say something. Right. They clearly saw it. But they said nothing. So people are not calling the police in yes. situations where there's an axe man. Where there's an actual need to call a cop. Where there's a there's a <laughs> weapon in his lap. Yes, an axe. An axe. The man had an axe. I was waiting on him to wake up. I'm telling you, I had a whole plan of action that we were going to just like, 
you know, should we set a new standard that the time to call nine one one? Yes, at minimum. Yes, is when you see the X. If you see someone with an X, do call. call. Yes. This, that's what that's what black people need to make a list of. Yes, when you call the police, correct. A list of things. Barbecuing? No, no. Because really, what you've got in your hand no. is steak, chicken, yes. or perhaps a hot dog. Yes, right. So that's not dangerous. No. Carry an axe. Carrying an axe. Canvassing yes. a neighborhood? No. No. A politician with a clipboard. Clipboard, not dangerous. I mean, I guess you could plap somebody on the head no, with a no, clipboard. No, no. Not a weapon. But not a weapon. Not a weapon. Technically. That, that deserves a what are you doing? Right. Yeah. Kind selling, of thing. you know, a kid selling bottled water. No. You know, not dangerous. I guess you could no. theoretically no. throw the bottle at someone, maybe, no, and get no. them wet. No, but you can't harm someone. No, it's just a bottle of water. Unless you're Liam Neeson. Then you, then really you could probably could, do a kill. lot with a clipboard or a bottle. That is very true. Yes. So if you see Liam Neeson with these items, call then the police. call the police. For sure. Yes. Or maybe call his agent. Because maybe he's doing a movie and you could be an extra. <laughs> right. And if you're in the background, you can get paid. Because if he's in your neighborhood yeah. with a clipboard or yeah. a bottle, yeah. there should be some. But an ex <laughs> is a definite 911 calling situation. Yes. It's 100%. It's no ambiguity. So I was out there. I think that I'm showing, you're showing the way. white people the way. When to call the cops on a person of color? Barbecue? <laughs> no. no. Axe? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hell to the yes. Hell to e- yeah, every day. I all day, every day. Yes. That's but amazing I... to me that all those other people were so sanguine about the axe man. Mm-hmm. That's really scary. It, yeah. Maybe it says something special about New York City <laughs> that you can't really be yourself in New York City, even if you happen to be yourself, <laughs> is a person with an axe. You can be yourself. But you can't move into your Airbnb or your apartment. You cannot. You can't go swimming in your neighborhood pool. (laughs) You cannot. (laughs) Or wear a shirt from Puerto Rico. Oh, and in that situation, the woman did try to do the right thing. She did approach a police officer, but he didn't do anything. He walked away. And he just watched her suffer. Right. He's now now resigned, by the way. I saw that. But that yeah. was in. The but he'll just it, get a job somewhere else. Somewhere else, you right. know how this yes, goes. Yes, that's how. And that was in Chicago. Yeah, that wasn't even. That was you know that was in Chicago. Yeah. And your act situation was in New York. In City. New York City, girl. The world, but I survived. The world gone but mad. I had. To, I saw something. I said something. I called the police. God so, bless. Or I God got bless. the police called on someone. But Absolutely. it was the right thing to do. It was. So what is going on with you, my dear cousin? There's a lot going on. I mean, and I, I haven't I don't, seen you in forever. Haven't seen me in forever. I've actually been in Maryland. Um, I wasn't going to get too into it, but I was in for a funeral. Unfortunately, my cousin passed and I, you know, it was really sad. It was really difficult. This was one of our favorite, favorite, favorite people in the family. Um, but one of the things that happened was that I actually found myself in a, in a doo-wop pop pop group. What? I was the one of the background singers. One of my cousins, who all my cousins can sing. Apparently, most of them. Right. Well, you um, have you you have a nice voice. I have a decent voice, but I have some cousins that are incredibly talented. And I found out even more of my cousins are insanely talented really? singers. So we, um, um, one of my cousins, one of my younger cousins, she sings a lot in church, and so we were going to sing the you know the music when you're walking out. Yeah. So I rehearsed. I am prepared. If you need anyone to sing this particular gospel song, um, it's called Church Medley. I can sing the. To that now, could you please? I, I rehearsed it. Give and, us a little taste of it. Uh, no, I'm not going to do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, rehear- I rehearsed the song, so we did the whole rehearsal. We didn't get to do it because timing and everything didn't work out. But it was great. It was really fun. It was a great bonding experience. Myself and, and her sister, one of my other cousins, yeah. we rehearsed with these two other women who we never met until the day of the service. And so we all got together. It was. A, I haven't been in a choir since I was in like high school. So it was actually fun. An acquire. Yeah. And then later on at the at the you know, after the repast hanging out and everything, we were all singing and everything. It was really fun. It oh, was that's nice. I mean it's, the thing that's that's terrible is that, you know, funerals do bring families together. 
It, it's that opportunity to reconnect with it your is. loved ones and really rediscover all the things you love about them. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I do love about my family is there's so many of them that are talented. Even mm-hmm. Miles was singing. Jamar was singing. Everybody was singing. Every single body was singing. It was so great. We were like, it was like the whole family was sort of rediscovering all the things about them that are talented and great. And so we got to do that. But I, I, I came this close to being in a choir. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I really want you to give us a taste of this. I can't believe you're being so shy. Okay, do you guys want to, you guys want to hear some of this? You yes, okay. yes. I probably mess it up now. So the part of the song that we learned was, "What do you want the Lord to say? What do you want the Lord to say? Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter in the joy of the Lord. Something like that. that, that is, part of it. Oh my God! That was just my part. Thank you. That was. Yes, yeah. Are you kidding me? There's a little bit of it. I think I was what? off key, but it's fine. I think we might need a new theme song. Might, that's, that's our theme that's song. Yeah. But it was great. No, it was it was really wonderful. And this 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 particular cousin was like very special. He was like a cousin in law, but he mm-hmm. became a true cousin. Like we never even thought of him as an in law. Because you know, some people marry into a family and they sort of remain in an in law yeah, yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. sphere. Not this particular cousin, my cousin Walter. Amazing, amazing man. Oh, I love great that. father, incredible husband. Mm. Um, he and my cousin were married like twenty six years. Yeah. Yeah. Just a really it just goes to show you that there are really great men out there. Yeah. That will husband and parent in just the most impeccable, perfect way. Yeah. And he just fit right into the family. We just adored him. Oh, yeah, he a- and my husband are both b- black Brits, so they had like their soccer bond and everything like that. Even did he, he have for the accent? He had the accent, though. Yeah, he didn't get, yeah, no, my cousin didn't get gypped like I did. Oh, your husband. He had the, the full-on British accent. Fabulous accent. I need Jason to just bring it back, especially now with everything going on with Meghan Markle. It's playing, too late. Paying so much more attention. Exactly. To what's going on over in Britain. I need him to, I need a, a he, need, he needs come to come on. across. No, he doesn't. He can't do it anymore. I have a better British accent than he does. By the way, with Meghan Markle, have you noticed that they've been scrutinizing like everything she yes, does? The that way she whole sits, British the, accent thing? What, what is this? Oh. It's like every move she makes, it's because she's the new Diana. I can't. It's a constant scrutiny of everything she she does and it's really inter- i think it's too much and we did it Leave on my life. um my my tv show we did you know the one of our stories was you know we played the clip and it's like it had does she have a british accent i was just there like no no i, she I doesn't. don't hear it she literally just said thank you and she was right. being polite how do you can hear the woman that? be polite madonna that she did it that's, that's a, a whole british other accent. story and scientifically speaking when you are around a group of people and they have a particular accent sometimes you may pick up something here and there case in point jason Jason. He sounds like he's from Queens. Hello. Because he lived in Queens. Right. So, you know, but what they're doing with this story right now is saying she's putting it on. That she's faking that she's it. Faking no, it. She's, she is around the royal family 24-7. She's in that milieu. And so maybe she's picking up some of the ways they speak. But she's not in any way a phony. This is probably no. the most authentic person to enter the royal family. She's making that royal family dynamic and fresh and new and people need to just leave her alone and stop worrying about how she sits and where she crosses the legs and oh, is she wearing everything. the right stockings and is it, give her a break. It's too much. Give her a break. And the queen loves her. The queen obviously. What is going to happen with her. Trump in England? Because you know they're going to they're going to fly got that, that baby. Big balloon. Yeah, the, the baby. Trump balloon. The baby Trump baby. Balloon. I love that. I, hope- I love the Trump baby. I wish somebody would pop it. It's an it. angry baby, though. It's not like a happy baby. It's an angry baby. <laughs> but it's, it has orange hair. It has orange hair, flaming orange hair and an angry I face. It. I hope that the balloon just flo- follows him everywhere he goes. Every time he looks up, that balloon is there. It's a baby. Like, I need the handlers, like in the Macy's Day Parade. Just dragging just it. moving it along so it's right over him. It, it will be there. So let's talk about The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, yeah. Which got some nominations. The Emmy noms came out today. 
Oh, what did it get? Um, girl, I don't know. I have to look and see. <laughs> I just know they came out because I was live on the air when they were coming out. Right. And so we had this expert from Entertainment uh, Weekly on, okay. and she was uh, telling us that The Handmaid's Tale definitely got some nods. Why I don't know do if- I feel like the Emmys just happened? Am I losing it? Because I feel like we just had a big award season. We did. We just the had Emmys, MTV. The Emmys kind of kick it off in the fall. Okay. Like, I think it's late August, yeah, the fall. Right. Because February, there was a whole... There weren't Emmys in February? No. There were Oscars... Oscars, Golden Globes, Golden Globes, Grammy, okay. and then MTV just happened because yeah, I feel like there's constant awards there's now. The Spirit Awards. There's so much that goes on there. So five of the drama series nominations I'm seeing here on NPR: Directors Guild, same as last year, Handmaid's Tale, Westworld, The Crown, This Is Us, and Stranger Things. All fantastic shows. I've never seen This Is Us, but I've heard good things. The Crown oh, is phenomenal. What? I've never seen it. I, you have no cultural competency. I don't watch network TV. It is kind of like one of the blackest shows on TV. You have to watch this I don't show. Watch network TV. I watch Queen Sugar. Only because you feel Can't like I keep you have to. No, no, I love Queen Sugar. Listen, let me tell you how much my black card is filled. I watch Greenleaf. Greenleaf is good. That's what I'm saying. It's like the blackest. It's like a show about black church. You got to show up. You got to watch all these shows. And come on, This Is Us is so well done. I've heard it's great. And I, I root for the guy whenever he wins. The guy from This Is Us, he wins everything. Sterling K. Brown. Sterling K. Brown. Love him. Did Don't you know see what his, he's in, in, but I love him. In My Feelings video he did? No. I have to show it to him. Oh, we'll talk about In My Feelings. We're going to talk about In My Feelings. But um, so, yeah. So, so Handmaid's Tale, I, definitely. And I love all these shows. The Westworld is phenomenal. Are you into the second season the yet? The Crown. Oh, my God. Westworld, yes. Are I'm you watching through. the second season? Yeah, of Westworld. But you won't watch This Is Us. I don't watch network TV. I don't even no, know when it's on. It's because you like sci-fi. I like things with zombies, dragons, robots, robots. that kill. Those are, these are the kinds of shows I watch. This Is Us is about family. It's about the heart. I have a family. I live that every day. They do black stuff so well. I thought it was a family about one black guy and a lot of other people. But there's so many layers. There are layers? Black family. Yes. Is your tragedy? Yes. Okay, I'll watch it. I like tragedy. But Stranger Things is awesome, too. There's a black kid in that, Stranger too. Things got nominated. Yeah. And so Better Call Saul, which is phenomenal. Yes. Oh, didn't repeat. And House of Cards were both ineligible. And House of Cards is problematic because now there's no Kevin Spacey. I was us. wondering, what's the what's the show with um, Jeffrey Tamborn? Um, Transparent. Transparent. I wonder if they got nominated. I don't you think know, so. Now he's leaving the show. And Game of Thrones got nominated. Oh, of course. They last weren't year. eligible last year. And The Americans, which I need to watch as well because it's we're the final it. season. Yeah. Yes. So let's talk about The Handmaid's Tale. Are you? Because there are two camps. And so I have some coworkers okay, and I that we me. all watch it. And every time we watch it, we come in and we just lament how stressed out and traumatized we are. And that we say we're never going to watch it again. And then we watch it again. Well, what happens with The Handmaid's Tale is what was happening with The Walking Dead and Negan. It is that you never feel like the yes. good guys right. are going to just come up for fucking air. Yes. And it's just like. It's hopeless. It's just, it just, they beat you. It's into relentless. The and it's too much. Yes. It's too much. And Handmaid's Tale, it's good. It's great writing, great, great writing. acting. You know, everything is so well done. But it's just, you know, can we just get, can, can Offred just get, can a, she get break? a break? Can she get to Canada? And when whenever Offred slash June seems like she's going to win, she gets dragged back to the house with the commander. The scene where they had the, the, the I think it's like the third from the last episode where they raped her, where she's raped, was so traumatizing Girl. that it's like, why am I putting myself through this when the actual real world, the real news, is so depressing? It's so alarming. It's so frightening, yeah. and we're we're doing this day in day out in you know imbibing. The real world, right. which feels like it's sliding into the handmaid's tale. I feel like Gilead could really happen. We are in Gilead. And so the point is, 
that if if we see this in the real world and we see the frightening things that are happening and the ways in which the country is not just sliding, but hurtling towards yeah, something no, it's really happening. frightening. Yes. How do you then turn around and for your entertainment on your downtime, watch that? And because, that's what I wrestle with every because week. Because it's so good. And all they need to do, dear writers of The Handmaid's Tale... All you need to do is give us some hope, which they did. Let June win. Which they did in the season finale. They did. They did give us a a little bit of hope. And they allowed you finally, because there's always the other piece of the hammock. I don't know if you feel this way, is that the commander's wife, Serena Serena Joy, you want to hate and then she'll give you a little glimmer that you want to root I don't for her. hate her as much as I did the first season. But the, the the rape episode was when I reached peak Serena Joy hate. Yeah. And then they find, they bring her back. Like they're doing with her what they're trying to do with Negan in The Walking Dead, which you can't do with Negan. Negan which is to try to do. give him humanity. But with her, you she's a villain with some humanity. Negan is at the point of no return. They need to just kill him off. Yes. And, and and actually, I feel like for we've gone off the show, but for The Walking Dead, for me to keep watching it, I need to be assured that Negan will be killed. He off. killed Glenn with a bat. With a bat. You, and you Abraham. And Abraham. I like Abraham. I liked Abraham. But I did. Glenn. But Glenn. He can't I, there's live. no coming back and, from that. And constantly reviving him and making him win and win and win and he can't lose. I, I've really actually switched to the show you liked better, which is Fear the Walking, Fear the Walking Dead, Dead. Because there's I some hope that our show. people can win. Yes, even though they kind of And they got rid of bit. my least favorite character, which I'm so grateful. Madison, Thank who... God! I agree with you in the end. But Serena on Handmaid's Tale is not... She hasn't done that thing, even though there's been rape and, and different things like that. I'll give you that. Um, but... She hasn't taken me to the point of no return. Like, I, I'm starting to see redeeming qualities in her. Right. You know, because she was a brilliant woman. And yes. it was, she just got sucked into something. But now now she believes it. She was the right. architect Right, of it. right. And she, she now realizes ones. she built a hell for women. But I think when she got shot in the abdomen, we don't know this, that, and she re- learned that she couldn't have children, right. that it became really personal That's for right. her. And her mission to her create mission, a child yep. for herself overwhelmed her reason. But the fact that she handled this situation to let June go. Yeah. With that baby. Yeah, sorry for the spoilers. Huge. Listen, if you ain't watched it by now. Yeah, true. Sorry. Come you on. probably saw it on Twitter anyway. It's, yeah, come on. And the reality is this show, to your point, it 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 it, just, it depresses you, but it gives you, it gives a you reason to keep going. It does. You want to know what's going to happen with these characters, like the 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 handmaid that's living with the commander. Um, oh my wife goodness! Is mentally ill. Yeah, he's now my favorite character. Yes, but I knew it was going in that direction. Yeah. I knew that and he, he was going Bradley to be Whitford. A good, Bradley Whitford from right. the West Wing. Yeah, and he's my favorite character he's, instantly. His musical choices outstanding. <laughs> great taste in music. His wife cuckoo crazy. Love right. that. Oh. And he's like a heroic. He's doing the underground railroad yes. for the white ladies. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And so I love that. So they're giving us something. But the 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 one thing that just. I, I couldn't. Was that June did not go on to Canada? True. Oh, the other thing she went back. By the way, can to I get her other daughter who would be fine with the other family? And by the way, I would go back for my daughter. One thing I have to say is I understood it because from a mother's point of view, I would go back for my daughter. But here's the thing. I get that. I, I I want her to rescue her daughter, but she has a better chance of rescuing her daughter from Canada. From Canada, no, she does. Instead of going back and being punished, right. for kidnapping she a baby, could actually go to Canada and testify to what the handmaids. Yes. Which I'm surprised the other handmaids haven't done is tell what this hell is yes. like. Is that the world is already sanctioning Gilead, but it needs to know how evil this country is. And yes. by the way, I think for people who think of Gilead as 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 life goals. 
understand there and there are people for whom it is not hell yeah for whom it is goals yeah and if you think that that a country could survive being that kind of a theocracy right and that everyone wouldn't want to escape mm-hmm. that every woman wouldn't want out if you really think that then you don't understand human nature there are a lot of women who who think that a woman's only prime directive is birth right you know yeah they are but Listen. if they were put in a situation where they were forcibly in the you know in what offered and these other women are are forced into right. they would realize that it is hell right I, I mean but i can't i think it's a good show i don't think you should give up on it don't I, I'm not going to give up. I, as much as I every week they say I'm not going to watch hope. it again, I feel like I have to keep going because I want to see it play out. And I've heard that the book does not resolve what happens to June, no. which really scares me that well, they the won't book, resolve they, it. What they handled in the first season was pretty much the book right. from what I'm hearing. They've gone and beyond the, the book The second now. thing is the yeah. second season was beyond the book. Yeah. So will be the third season and they're going to keep going. But I just need... For June to get to Canada, join the resistance, come yeah. back and get and your fight. daughter. And the, the, the possibility that Serena Joy could join the resistance is very tantalizing. I think that's happening. And by the way, one time for the Marthas. My, the the most heroic the characters are the Marthas. The Marthas are everything. Just quietly. Quietly. They are everything. Quietly they have their, sneaking women out of the country. They're the resistance. They they resist in small ways just yes. by being rude. Yes. They find ways to, you know, she re, you yes. know, the Martha in um, the commander's house reunites Offered, I hate calling her Offered June with yeah. her baby. Yes. She finds little ways to resist. The Marthas are everything. And by the way, that lady, the 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 auntie, the little girl, no, the auntie getting the getting the good old stab ho, stab ho, heave ho. Oh, oh, I know. So glad. See, no, she needed to go. She was awful. She was a traitor to other women. She was Lydia. Lydia, yeah. Aunt Lydia was was maybe the biggest villain in the show because she as was. a woman, you're hurting other she women drank like the cattle. She, she believed. Yes. How sad was the the little girl that they drowned? The little fifteen year. The little fifteen year old. See, she was a tragedy waiting to happen. When she came in the show, you're like, this is going to end one of two ways. She's going to get the husband killed. Thank you. That's or what she's going to be gonna killed. Happen. I yeah. thought she was going to be a problem. I, I did. I thought she was going to get him hung on the wall. And she ended up falling in love. She fell in love. She's 15. She's 15. Puppy love. Sad. And they called it puppy love. Oh, my God. In Gilead. I'm behind on Queen Sugar, so we don't have to talk about that. No. um, Even though I would love to. You're not up on Queen Sugar? I'm not. I'm one episode behind. Okay, so I don't want to get spoiled for you. What happened? I can't tell you, but it's it's great. What I love about <laughs> Queen Sugar too, though, is that the character development is smart. I like her, and the characters are the characters are smart. And first of all, I can't get over how beautiful it's shot. It's, it's the most beautifully like shot a, show. It's so cinematic. I mean, it's beautiful. just like every episode is a mini movie. Totally, I love it. Totally. So I know we want to talk about this SCOTUS nomination because um, I know you are all hot and bothered by it. But I'm telling you, I really don't know much about. <laughs> Okay, uh, this will be really quick. This it's be bad. Quick. So I'm going I'm to let you enjoy this one. I'm going to wrap up in my I, I, I wouldn't even have a I just know he's, a ba- he's Brett bad. Kavanaugh. He's too conservative. I don't know what's going to happen with Roe v. Wade. I have to read up for it because I have to do an interview on this tomorrow. <laughs> well, I'll give you the short version. Give uh, the uh, short Justice version. Judge Brett Kavanaugh, who will get confirmed. Let's just be honest. Democrats don't have the votes to stop it. Um, he clerked for Justice Kennedy. The thing about it that, I mean, we, the, Trump was always going to nominate somebody from the Federalist list, meaning somebody who's against Roe v. Wade. Just put it in, assume it. That's what they're doing. And let me ask you this, because this is why the Republicans, this one task that, um, you know, Trump has accomplished or I mean, he's not voted in yet. But this was why this is why the Republicans put up with so much. Yes. And evangelical. Well, this in the tax cuts. I mean, Republicans have two prime directives. Well, three cut taxes, deregulate business, especially fossil fuel and polluters and 
overturn Roe v. Wade. These are the three things and that they have someone laws. on the on the Supreme Court, right? But to overturn Roe v. Wade, yeah. I mean, the, the Supreme Court fixation is about Roe. It's been about Roe since 1973. They haven't stopped fighting Roe v. Wade since it was enacted in 73. And you know, and the thing is, the idea that they don't ask the person about it, of course they don't, because ever since you know the 19 19- 80s when you had controversies over Judge Bork, uh, who was attempting to get on the court but was too explicit. No one's explicit about wanting to overturn Roe. Everyone mm-hmm. shades it and they try to pretend they don't. The right. other thing about Kavanaugh, though, that is of note, not just that he's likely a, a vote to overturn Roe, they all would be, right. but he also has had some specific thoughts about whether or not a president can be indicted, whether or not a president can be indicted in office. And, and he's I think against that, right? He's against that. Yeah. And I think that is more to do with what Trump wanted. Somebody who would be a vote to say that he doesn't have to, A, testify in front of Mueller's grand jury, and B, that he can't be indicted while in office. He's on the record for the latter. But isn't Senator Paul Rand, isn't he saying that he may not vote in favor of him? I never believe that. I feel like every Republican, at the end of the day, Republicans, unlike Democrats, are incredibly disciplined. They know that their prime directive is to do these three things. They deregulate business. They cut taxes. They vote for conservative justices. It's so rare that they break from it. They may make some noises to get concessions on other things. They all are going to vote for him. At the end of the day, they are a disciplined party. The Democrats are the ones who lack discipline. The Democrats are the ones who could see defections. And and he's going to probably get on. But for Democrats, it's an opportunity for, I think, two things. Um, to really get some messaging that's smart. Yeah. This guy, Kennedy, it seems, he, he appears to have at least discussed with president with the president the idea of retiring in exchange for getting a list of justices he would approve in his place. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a precedent for that. We're going to talk about it on the show this weekend hmm. if that's ever happened before. I've never really? heard of it. Do you think that that actually happened? I don't think that there's a precedent for it, that if he was sort of behind the scenes talking to the president, I'll retire under your term so that you can replace me, but here's the list of people I would accept. It's not clear whether that happened explicitly or not. There is some reporting on it. Um, NBC's done some reporting. There's been some reporting on it. Yeah. So that's that's a question we want to ask this weekend is, was there any backroom dealing? Kennedy's son worked for Deutsche Bank, which, of course, was Donald Trump's lender of choice after no one else would lend to him. And Trump has made statements like, oh, say hi to your boy. He's a very special boy. And the boy was his banker. Yeah. I mean, it, there's no. Do you think proof. that's why he retired? There's no evidence whatsoever that there's that one has to do with the other. But it, it's a thing that is weird that people should ask him about. So there's a lot to ask Kavanaugh about. And there's a lot to ask potentially Kennedy. There is a possibility that Democrats could try to call Justice Kennedy because he now is a party to this. So this is going to be a fascinating nomination. Ooh. The third reason it's fascinating is not just the questions you could ask Kennedy, which I think are legitimate to ask. But the third thing is. At least three potential Democratic presidential candidates are going to be asking the questions of Kavanaugh. On the Senate Judiciary Committee is Kamala Harris Mm. and Cory Booker Mm. and Amy Klobuchar. All three are thought to want to run for president. So they're going to be on the biggest stage in the country for a senator, and they're going to be able to interrogate Kavanaugh. And I think that will be interesting. But what it'll be interesting. But what difference will it make if in the end the Republicans are so disciplined, they have the majority in the Senate. So it doesn't it doesn't make a difference. Well, first of all, there's an off chance that they could stop it. The only way that this nomination yeah, this is what gets I stopped. need to hear. Yeah, How? The, there, there, there's 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 one way to stop it there. This is going to get approved. Fifty one forty, you know, fifty one. 49. Right. If it's if they if all 50 Republicans, all 51 Republicans vote for it and it'll be 50 because John McCain is indisposed because he's ill. So it's down to 50. Mm-hmm. If all 50 Republicans stick together and vote for it, all you would need is, you know, they have a majority, a simple majority. Right. And, and if they needed it, they could always get Mike Pence. 
But there are two Republicans who are being targeted by Democrats to vote no. And if either of them, only one of them has to say no. Yeah. Um, And that's Susan Collins of Maine Mm -hmm. and um, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. If either of them were to vote no, the nomination would be tanked. Yeah. And what what Democrats and what um, Indivisible and other like, you know, women's groups, I think Color of Change might be getting involved in it, is to go to those two senators and say, as a woman, you cannot affirm a vote to overturn Roe v. Wade. And the pressure is going to be enormous on these two senators. I suspect at the end they will vote for the nomination. But that's just me being cynical and yeah. believing Republicans always vote with Republicans. Democrats go off and don't necessarily stick to the plan. But the, the pressure is going to be enormous on these two senators. Yeah. Enormous from women, potentially from industry. You know, there's been talk of maybe we should target the industries in Maine and Alaska to yeah. really put pressure on them because that's how the Confederate flag ultimately came down. Right. Nikki Haley was getting pressure, not just from African-Americans, but from businesses who yeah. said we will We're not, not coming put- there. Right. We're not going to come to you and put money in your in your state. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And the NCAA. I mean, she was getting. Not the NCAA for that, but she was getting pressure from, you know, huge corporations, right. including foreign corporations. Was it NBA All-Star that um, said that they weren't going to go there? Well, they did that over the bathroom bill in North Carolina. But in South Carolina, <laughs> it was, I think, Volkswagen, some major European car makers are yeah. located in South Carolina. And they said, yeah. we'll leave. So she was getting pressure from business and from African-Americans and from activists. So all this pressure, in theory, could flip one of those two votes. Mm. That's one way that they could stop it. But know that the next nominee will also be for overturning Roe. There's no way of getting around it. Every Republican president nominates the same kind of justices, people who, who are affirmed they want to overturn Roe. Right. So you're not going to get like a less concern. Maybe. I mean, in the past, the way it's worked is when, when Bork, when Judge Bork got kicked out because Democrats managed to get enough votes to stop him, then the president nominated somebody slightly less conservative. Sometimes that works out that way. With you're not Trump, optimistic. I think he'll just pull someone else from that same list. And it'll just be another eventually person. be somebody that'll pass eggs and eventually someone will get there. So I have no but hope. I think one of the things that this is an I object no lesson. Hope. No, but you can have hope in one thing. Mm. I think finally, look, you're, you're replacing Kennedy. who was, he was like a 90 percent conservative justice. It's not like he was a liberal. He wasn't a reliable liberal every so often, like on gay marriage and on, you know, a few things he voted. But he voted for Citizens United to let money in politics. He's he was not a reliable vote for the things that a lot of people who are liberals care about. Right. So you're going to replace a, a conservative with a conservative. However, I think we have seen Democrats, voters, wake up. The courts matter. You've got to make it a voting issue. Yeah. Guns, the courts, these are things Republican voters vote on. Democrats have been like, eh, you better vote on yeah. courts and guns because the other side is. <sighs> and vote like it counts. Midterm election, 60% of eligible voters stay home. 60%, 6 out of 10 eligible voters. And most of those 60% are people of color and young people and women. Mm. So if, if people of color, if young people, if women, if vulnerable communities don't vote in midterms, yeah. you know who does? Conservatives. Yes, they do. And that's, you know, and they're picking, you know, district attorneys yes. and all kinds of and important we positions like that to, that we don't pay attention to. We don't pay attention. And we could soon come to a place in the United States where a minority, only about 27 percent of Americans are Republicans. How is it that this 27 percent absolutely controls the federal government, the courts, most state governments, they control the country. It's minority rule. Yeah. We already have minority rule. Do you want even further minority rule? Right. How far? Da- I mean, you're, the Republicans are losing membership. They're only I mean, there are about 40 percent of the country are Democrats. There are many more Democrats than Republicans. But Democrats are allowing Republicans to rule the country 
with an iron fist. And, and this is why the Republicans lay down and let Trump do whatever he wants to he do. He can do anything. Yeah. He can do anything. Can. There, no one is going to. And Democrats who are counting on a few Republicans to stand up and stop him, it's a, it's a, it's a pipe dream. It's not going to happen. John McCain was it. And I hate to say this, but it took him getting sick. Well, even before then. He stopped. I mean, and thank God, you know, John McCain saved health care. Yeah. But Republicans, you can't count on a John McCain or Republicans stopping Donald Trump. They're yeah. not going to. They're not going to impeach him. Get that out of your head. That is not going to happen. No, I think he's going to serve eight years. He could do. He, he could easily. He is. Easily. This and man the Russians Teflon. are still helping. Could as, still help him. As much as I hate to say it, I'm t- I've lost all hope of him being impeached or taken out of office any other way, being beaten, um, you know, during the next election. It's not going to happen. Well, I don't know. I would not say the latter. I think as far as impeach, it's not going to happen. No. Because Republicans control the Congress. They are never going to impeach him. Yeah. I, I will repeat that. They are never it doesn't matter what Mueller finds. It doesn't All matter what, what he Mueller does. is doing is a waste of time. It's not a waste of time. It is a it waste is not, of time. No, because if we find out that crimes were committed, it's not a waste of time. But if you are a person that cares about Russian interference in our elections yeah. and cares about potential crimes and obstruction of justice, you better get yourself a Democratic House. It's your only hope. You can pressure they don't care Democrats. Enough. People, America doesn't care enough about it. We saw that. We Americans saw that with this election. Wake up. They don't. But wake up. All I have to say is, wait. Remember what Spike Lee said at the end of the movie? Wake up! (laughs) If you care about that, needs to be your Insta story every morning. Every morning, because Democrats care about culture. Democrats care about the culture. Republicans care about power. Yeah, that's the difference between the two parties. Democrats are busy watching. Well, haven't Democrats learned that by now? Nope. Not not as far as I can see. The last two midterm elections. I I, I tell the story whenever I do speeches. Flint in Michigan. You see what happened to Flint? Yeah. In twenty. 2008, Michigan had one of the highest voter turnouts in the country. It was something like 66% voter turnout, which is bad for Western democracy. Mm-hmm. So it's like 66%. Two years later, in 2010, it dropped like 42%. Yeah. You know who didn't vote? Black people, young people, brown people, people of color, vulnerable people. Then they started to implement what became the Flint water crisis in 2010. That's how long they've been without clean water. I know. It really And it continues. And then 2012 came along. You know what happened? It popped right back up into the 60s. Yeah. Everybody can get Obama. Obama. Voting for Obama. They came and voted for Obama. And then two years later, back into the 40s again. The Flint water crisis only happened because the people who mattered and who it mattered to didn't vote. If, if you don't vote, you are voting. You are yeah. voting for the other side. And the other side, just let's be clear, they vote every election. Municipal, dog catcher, That's what I was going to say. Everything. It's those, lo- those small local elections that you don't really pay attention they to. Do. Everybody comes out for the presidential elections, right. but not those smaller ones. Why do they get their way? Because they vote. Yeah. And right now, they vote in the years when they can gerrymander and lock in their power for Absolutely. a decade. And 2020, census year. If y'all don't vote in a census year, God help you, because they will lock their power in for another decade, just like they did in 2010. So that's how important it is. And I cannot, I say it all the time. I'm like kind of obsessed with it. You have to. You it's have important to, to say. It's, you a, must it's vote. very important. And register. Say. Everybody you know must register. Any 18-year-old, register to vote. Well, let me tell you, my mom, Auntie Gail, your Auntie Gail, mm-hmm. she is out there registering people to vote yes. all the time. Yes. The, the man that, um, you know, takes care, you know, mows the lawn and does does repairs around the house and stuff. He um, didn't know how to read. She helped him learn how to read. Then she took him to vote. He didn't he didn't she registered him to vote. That's got beautiful. his driver's license. I mean, she really and, and now he tells other people that they need to vote. Come on, Mama Reed. That's, see, that's what I'm talking about. You got to do that. You know, All right, we don't have a lot of time, but we, we do, don't. Do we, we have to talk about this cave rescue. Yes. Because can I tell you, I was obsessed with this. Yes. 
fact that they got all of those boys out and that coach, and the coach 25 I was I was in tears yeah. when I saw it yeah. because it was let me tell you if I were trapped in that cave once I saw how difficult it was it was a 12 hour round trip to the yes. cave and back out 12 I mean I'm so claustrophobic mm-hmm. right the thought of having to wear a mask in the water in a small space that mm-hmm. was like 2 feet wide mm-hmm. and and not being able to breathe for hours right. on my own, mm-hmm. I, I they had I to would, give them anti-anxiety medication. I'm sh- they would have to drug me. <laughs> they did. They, they gave would, them anti-anxiety. Right, no, like yeah. knock me out. <laughs> I would yeah. have to be so high. Yeah, and then or or I would say just bring me supplies. I'm going to do the best I can to make it through the next monsoon. But that's what they planned. But you can't. No, it, it, I know it wasn't until like October or yeah. something. But I w- I would have had to stay. And the the fact that they had to dive under the water. My my fear is deep water. So having to dive under the water. And if you when you think cave you think oh walk into a cave this was like a small squat space but i have to say i love this coach 25 year old former tibetan monk a buddhist monk right buddhist monk yeah. from, from, not, sorry my, my bad buddhist no, no, no. monk yeah, yeah. and he taught them how to meditate so they could preserve their body um energy and oxygen he refused to eat his food one of the gave boys them. had had a birthday yeah and they and they had bought him birthday snacks he gave uh, all the birthday snacks of what the boys ate he ate nothing so he for 18 days starved those boys were in there for two for more than two more weeks. than two weeks 18 days. Two weeks. Yeah. And Little they babies. And they came out apparently with their the great attitudes. I mean, it's one of the things that you know that meditation really does work because that's what he used to, to, to calm them. They drank rainwater. I think that the, the thing that's sort of crass and sad about it is that now, of course, all of Hollywood is sort of converging on them. Two movies already in the works. Two movies all in the works. And, I, and I'm, I'm rooting for the one. There's an Asian-American director who's trying to come in and make the story authentic because that's the other thing is this is a very particular. He doesn't want it whitewashed. He doesn't want He wants it to be a very Asian-American experience. Yeah. And it should be. Right. And I think I hope that he, you know, gets the I hope he gets the they'll, they'll make Bruce Willis the coach <laughs> and they'll make him the hero <laughs> right. because there were a couple of Americans involved in it. But this was the Thai Navy seat. Right. And if in, in typical to Hollywood, they'll make the one American the hero. Right. And that's not the way. It of should course, be. that's the way the story. And that is not the way it should be at no. all. I did love the way that so many countries came together Everyone. to help the out with all, the whole world. Um, so many resources to help these kids. But I'm telling you, I was just. I, that's why I miss so much TV this week. I could not watch anything else yeah. but that. And when the and, 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 and it was a sad but weird story until the the Thai Navy SEAL died, and then I said, "Oh crap!" Well, from the beginning, it it seemed like they were not going to be able to get them out. They yeah. were they spent days wondering, and there were people after they got them out that were on do. And I'm sure you saw this and read this doing interviews saying, "I really thought they were all going to die." Yeah, like it was like the Chilean mine. Remember the yeah, Chilean I, miners? Oh, I love it was that similar. Story. And it the was. thing is, what you what you think about is all your fears, drowning, yes. asphyxiation, like all these different ways. These are children. Like Being in tight spaces like yes. that. Underwater. Underwater. Not being able to breathe on your own. Wearing shorts, cold. They had to send blankets. And the fact they were sending messages out to their families. It was it was, oh, a, it was a, incredible And the story. parents still haven't been able to actually touch their kids. No. They're seeing them through glass, but they're, they're seeing, all in hospital. Yeah. All in hospital beds and doing well. And the coach is doing well. Absolutely. At first, people were upset with the coach. Saying that they felt he was irresponsible, he was apologizing so much. That was he the first shouldn't. note he sent out. Yeah, yeah, but they were like, "No, no. thank you for keeping our kids and, alive." And, and as a former soccer mm. mom, I will tell you, soccer coaches are the best. Soccer coaches put in so much time with their kids. Our yeah. soccer coaches, we loved and adored them. We knew they adored our kids. They would do anything for the kids. So, just as a former soccer mom, I can tell you, these coaches they put so much of their time. These are people who have full time jobs. Yeah, we had people who were in the military active I love duty. That. We had people who were coaching, who were you know full time teachers and who had jobs and who were spending devoting 
hours and hours and hours a week to these boys. And no, this coach obviously loved these kids. He starved himself for two weeks for these children. And he's done this before. It was kind of like a rite of patches, pat, pat. <laughs> Rite of passage. Yeah. Ritual for these kids. He's done it with other kids before. So he's been there before. And one of the boys, it was his birthday. They want to do it. And by the way, as somebody who grew up in Colorado in like, you know, mountainy country, every kid wants to go in a cave. Don't lie. Y'all all trying to act like these kids were crazy for going to the cave. If you were a kid, you saw a cave. You know what you're going to do? Yes. Go in it. And they didn't mean to go as deep as they did. Right. But as the waters came in, they had to go, they had in to go deeper, deeper to escape the water. That's right. And so that's why they were so deep. These um, things can happen. That cave. It can every teen, especially teenagers, yeah. tweens, they're like 15, 16, 17. Yeah. You're going in that cave. Thank Don't you. lie. And he, look, then the coach is only 25. You'd be curious and you'd go in it. These caves are beautiful and they're really interesting. And I would go in the cave too. So. Girl, I can't wait to Don't see. Don't be the mad movie. at the coach. I hope it's done well, but and I'm just. They so get excited. a cut. They better get they a cut. They better get a cut of the movie. They better get a That's cut. That's the main thing I say. Every boy, college should Every be boy. paid for. Every boy should, they should never be given have another scholarships. Expense. Yes. Just give yeah, them the money. Definitely. All right. Well, okay, okay. So we, I think we got to roll, but we got to uh, get out of here. We got one more thing to talk about. But are we going to do the In, in My Feelings Challenge? We're not going to do it. We're going to do it for the gram. We got to do we'll it do on for the social gram? media. Okay, we'll do it for but the we gram. should just talk about this whole phenomenon that is the In My Feelings Challenge or the Shiki Challenge. Well, it started with this guy who's like, <laughs> who is like a com- I don't know if he's I think he's a comedian okay and he does all these funny videos on his Instagram Shiggy. and it's yeah the Shiggy show I think is his um handle on Instagram so he just was listening to Drake whine about Kiki on this song and for I don't I, I haven't heard the interview with him but he jumped out of his car and he did this dance with you know movements to the lyrics of the song right and it just people just started doing it because at yeah. first the hashtag was you know the Shiggy dance or something like that then it became the in my feelings challenge mm-hmm. and once sierra did it and then kevin hart did it on stage will smith just did one i saw today which he had to use several cameras and a drone <laughs> i mean if you've seen this it's cra- like this has just taken over it Amazing. is the latest craze so joanne we have to do it we will do it we i, have I, I to was do practicing it, it with uh with uh, miles was trying to teach it to me over the weekend so i have the See, basics so lucky of it down. to have kids in moments like these but i need kids and coordination that's the problem you have coordination I need both. you have to have both you can do it I'm going to use my, I'm going to use We're my party mix it. energy. I'm use you my got chips it. energy. But there's the, see, Sierra took it up a notch because she oh, yeah, added a twerk. That. She added twerking she to added it. She added twerking to it. So now everybody who's doing it is they doing a twerk. twerk with it. And there was a girl who did it with the car that you showed me earlier. I love got, her. That's She's amazing. So cute. I know. Where the car was still rolling. Still rolling. And then people Incredible. have been doing it. So you have to do it. You have to get out of a car to do it because that's how he originally did it. Yeah. But it's so cute. And the cast of This Is Us, they did it. Sterling K. Brown. So Drake is now holding down the top eight spots of streaming songs. And nine of the top ten, he has topped the Beatles record of five singles. How crazy is that? Said in 1964, Billboard notes that, that the band remains the only act to monopolize the Hot 100's entire five in a week. Drake is huge. Yeah, he dropped the mic because he was having some beef with some rapper. What's his name? Some rapper. Meek. No, it wasn't oh, Meek Mill. Pusha T. Pusha T. They were having some beef, and I guess you know Drake won that with the. You I'm know, too old to know about that, album. but I do know about this. So that's it good. made news. It made news. It was in the news. It was in no, the but news. but Drake doing what he's doing with this album. You know, I'm gonna have to download this. We'll download it. We'll work on it, and then during before the next podcast, we will do the in, your, in my feelings challenge. It's gonna be old by then, Joy. Should we do it? Should we do it today? We gotta do it today. All right, we'll do it it's, today. We're gonna miss the moment. Okay. We're going to miss it. We have it. to do it today. Okay. But I'm, you know, y'all want to do it in the studio. I want to do it authentically and jump out of a car. Okay. Wait, or have a moving a car? car. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Could we do it on the subway? Could we jump off the subway? <laughs> 
and look for any axes. Yeah, all of the uh, in, all the enablers in the room are like, yes, yes, you can. You yes, can you do can, that and humiliate you yourselves. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Should we talk about Kylie Jenner? Uh, let's talk about Kylie Jenner. I know you're a big fan of the Kardashians. I am. I am, along with millions of others, which mm. is why they all have millions of followers. They do. Which is why Kylie is worth $900 million. Based on what? What does she do? Listen, Kylie did what her her sisters did not do. She started a cosmetics line. So she okay. used her popularity, um, I'm sure, with the help of her mom, who yep. is a the, the business genius. Yeah. Chris Card- Chris Jenner Michelle. Kardashian. I'll give her mm-hmm. back Kardashian after the whole Jenner thing. Mm-hmm. Uh Chris really she manages well the careers of her kids. She, she does. just does. Mm-hmm. So Kylie wanted cut? to start it. What's, what's her cut, do you think? I'm sure it has to be twenty percent. Mm-hmm. It might be ten percent, but it's a ten percent of nine hundred million dollars. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. I'll take one percent of that. But anyway, Kylie started a makeup line, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. M- m- with these lip kits and things like that. These things sell out on online like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're hard to get. She also started. She was doing so well with this and making so much money. Mm-hmm. She did makeup, little makeup things with her sisters, so they can get a little check. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, she created an empire doing this. Mm. She's not self-made, which was the big issue with, uh, I think, Forbes magazine put her yeah, on the none cover. None of them are self-made. None of them Let's are self-made. Let's just remember, LegalZoom.com. <laughs> was that Robert Kardashian, LegalZoom.com? Yes. All right. Well, so they, they were made by the OJ trial and, uh, and a certain sex tape. Well, and they, that did not make them money, the sex tape. It but it made them, them big. It made them popularity. But they took that. And, of course, and Bruce Jenner had a little money. Bruce did. Jenner, had, I mean, who's now but listen, Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner had a lot of money. But Bruce, when he was Bruce... Um, actually got into some uh, financial troubles, and Chris actually had to manage him out of that. She was his manager for years. Her. Her manager for years. Right. Well, no. When she managed Bruce. When she managed. When she managed. Right. Ka- I can't get this stuff straight. Caitlin when Jones. she managed, who is now Caitlin, yes. it was Bruce. So when you say it in the sentence, mm-hmm. when she was managing Bruce, right. it's him. Yeah. Now, if she were managing Caitlyn, it would be her. Well, if she was managing Caitlyn, she'd have a lot more money because Caitlyn Jenner has like a TV deal. <laughs> no, she lost that. What? What happened to it? I don't. I, I don't. I think she lost a lot of popularity. She mm. fell off. Oh, I think the Trump, the support of Trump, and things like that. She fell off. Think about that TV show's not on anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why well, didn't know? Caitlyn fell. <laughs> she fell off. <laughs> Supporting Trump is probably not good for your career in reality TV. No. Unless you are, what's the group, the family with the Duck Dynasty? Unless you're Duck Dynasty. Yeah. Or like Sarah Palin. Well, yeah. And then that audience is digging it. That's so true. These chips are delicious. I don't know what network that's going to be. I think you're just hungry. I think I'm actually just hungry. Yeah. All right. I think we should go. I think we should go. Um, Let's let these people have the rest of their day. Let these people have this uh, studio back. Thank you guys for tuning in to um, Read This, Read That. Oh, yeah. Before we go, what are you going to do for you? What am I going to do? You know what I'm going to do for me this weekend? I'm adopting another puppy. Why you put the chips down? You already have two. <laughs> Let me tell you. I have to show you a picture real quick. They, you know, we do. We adopt out. Wait, listen. We adopt out puppies every um, Thursday on my TV show. Okay. This one came in today, and what are you going to do with three dogs? What do you mean? My daughter can only do so much babysitting. Look dog at sitting. Face. Look at that face. Oh my gosh! The dog looks shocked. <laughs> It's got a look of, like, <laughs> horror on its face. It does not. Well, First of all, let me explain to y'all who all this is. This dog has a brown face and a blonde hair. What? He has blonde hair. What? 
Like he's on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Don't talk with a wig about on. Don't. He got a blonde wig on. Like he's on the Real Housewives. He has a horrified look on his it's face. It's a she. She. It's she got, a she. She has a horrified look on her face. Like she just seen a man with an axe in she his is lap. She She looks like she just seen a man with an axe in his lap no. sitting in the subway with a horrified look and a blonde wig. I'm going to get her. The on dog has Saturday. a blonde wig and a brown face. I'm I'm keeping her over the weekend to see how she gets along with Zoe and Oscar. The dog looks like it has a weave. It's so little. It looks like a weave. Weave. It's a purebred. Why the dog has a weave? It doesn't have a weave. It just has good hair. You're a mess. You got too many dogs. Ah, uh, look how cute. Why don't you just take my dog? I keep telling you, you can have Turbo. Look, this is gonna be an Instagram. That dog, dog. looks shocked. Look. Please put that on Instagram so people can see how shocked this dog is. The dog has a look on the face like, burr. Because it was in. I'm going to put this on our Instagram. No, because he was in a TV studio with dog people. Dog looks shocked. He was scared. Dog's scared of you. Okay, we're getting a rap signal. Cute. All right, we got to get out. All right, you guys. Oh, you don't make me throw my papers. You guys, thank you for tuning in for another episode of Read This, Read That. And you can follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram on Read This, Read That. On Twitter, please leave off the last T for savings. And be sure to to uh, tune in to my cousin, Joyanne, for AM Joy. Thank Thank you on Saturday and Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., which will be a fabulous show. She's going to deal with this whole SCOTUS situation, so I can't wait to hear about that. Trump in London. It's going to be jolly good. Cue the balloon. Cue the baby. You can also (laughs) catch Jackie Reed. Are we talking about uh, Kate and Kate, what's her name? Um, The princess. Megan adopting a British accent while adopt one as well. You can tune (laughs) into Jackie Reed on the Tom Joyner Morning Show every Tuesday and Friday, right? At 8.15 a.m. EST. Also on NBC. Sees New York Live, right? Weekdays. That's, That's not how the Royals speak. <laughs> Weekdays at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're Boston, where the tea party took place and we don't approve. Now you sound like the Queen. That's what I'm trying to do. Yes, I'm upscale. <laughs> NBC's The Hub today. Weekdays at 12.30 a.m. EST. We are not amused. <laughs> Goodbye. Very amused. Goodbye. <laughs> now the day goes by that you ain't on my mind. But you're a waste of time, and I